the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. It's going to be a very musical segment. Because happy days are here again. The sky is blue. Markets are at all-time highs. Don't you love it when I sing? I used to have CDs. Before CDs, you would go and get albums. I never collected a lot of albums. I had a couple. But when I started going to college, CDs had just started to roll out. And they were 15, 16 bucks. One of the CDs that I had was Seal. I know you're saying, oh, you just told us something we're going to use against you. You're telling me you didn't have a... You know, good old rock and roll. Nah, it's kind of a... I was on the light side, shall we say, of music. I, I've grown my palate. I've grown my taste. I've done nicely. But Seal, this album, uh, he's the A in it. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. was catchy as all heck. This is we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. I know you're saying, man, that didn't age well. Seal's been around for a long time. And it, it, I guess it was untitled album. It was a debut album. It featured songs like Crazy and Future Love Paradise, The Beginning, Killer, and Violet. He was a British act, right? That's what I thought, at least. I don't know. That's back before the internet was, like, fully embedded, and you didn't know people. You didn't know everything about them. Which is one of the reasons I don't do a lot of Twittering. Um, because I don't want people to know everything about me. I don't want it all out there. Why am I talking so much about Seal? Not because we're going to get a little crazy. A little cray-cray, but because I'm giving away tickets, 800-516-1220, to the first caller that does a seal sound, you got to go, oh, 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 and you win tickets. A pair of tickets to see seal Saturday, July 13th. Holy mackerel, that's right around the corner. 7.30 at the Mountain Winery. What a place to see a show. It's in Saratoga. It's beautiful. A lot of, that's where wealthy people live. Tickets are on sale now at mountainwinery.com. In a remarkable career that spans more than two decades, that's 20 years to you and me, London-born, multi-platinum singer-songwriter, Seal has been focused on a single creative pursuit. He expresses the full experience of love through song. I express love through robotic noises. Seal's known for his one-of-a-kind, soaring, husky baritone voice and classic songwriting. Seal has been successful across numerous genres of music. Smooth vocal delivery on hits like Crazy. This is crazy. Kiss from a Rose. That was in the Batman movie. He quickly cemented his status as a formidable singer. And over the years, he's extended his influence with a wide catalog of original music, soulful covers earning him multiple Grammy Awards and selling more than 30 million albums worldwide. You will be disqualified if you've won a prize within the last 30 days. You must call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. And the first person to do a seal noise wins the tickets. 800-516-1220. Those are good tickets. That's a good show. That's expensive. That's a good night out. A Saturday night. Am I giving you a date night or what? Bring a lighter. Lighters are always good at shows like that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And I did have this CD. And it's worthy of note. I was that guy. I used to read lyrics. Remember when they had lyrics inside of CDs? 
I think I had 200 CDs. That's probably one of my biggest financial regrets is that I bought so much music. But then again, I, I think it helped me become more creative. Okay, that's enough seal. Kill. Sit, seal, sit. 800-516-1220. Tickets are this Saturday, so call now and do the seal noise. One of the songs on that album that I liked was, But If Only You Can See Them, You Would Know From Their Faces. They were kings and queens, followed by princes and princesses. They were future power people, from the love to the loveless. Shining light because they wanted it seen. Well, there were cries of why, followed by cries of why not. I think you as listeners and your children, you are kings and queens and your kids are princes and princesses. I always like that image. Anyhow, the World Cup Parade marches on today. Congratulations to the U.S. women's team. Now, you know what's next? Not retirement. Now they get to go to court. Uh, Today, ticker tape parade. Now they get to go to court over a gender gender discrimination discrimination lawsuit against U.S. soccer. And they're going to pursue mediation. I'm going to be interested to see how this one turns out. The women, I used to think incorrectly that the men probably generated more revenue from TV contracts and from ticket sales. I was wrong. Ticket sales, uh, Nike sponsorships and such like that. The women are pulling in more revenue than the men and they're getting better results. They deserve more money. I'm sorry, but I'm a capitalist at heart. I know that I've got some sexist problems in my head, and I know they, they come out on air on occasion, and I know that's probably because the time that I was raised, it, and I'm sorry, but the women deserve more money than the men, or at least equal money. So, U.S. soccer players can sign contracts that provide an annual salary of $100,000 and additional bonuses for wins and ties. The men do not get annual salaries, but they get larger bonuses per game. Under these structures... A female player who played and won 20 matches would receive just 89% of what a man played would get under the same exact circumstances. If both players lost all 20 matches instead, the payment would be the same for both groups. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in court. And it's sad that, you know, that's where we are. Um, The FIFA financial report that came out in 2018, that's the soccer group that kind of oversees all soccer in the world awarded $400 million in total prize money to participate in soccer federations for the 2018 World Cup. Portions of those funds are generally then passed along to players. The team that won the event, France, received $38 million from FIFA. For the Women's World Cup, FIFA set aside $30 million. Not $400 million, but $30 million. So France won the men's, and they got $38 million. The United States won the women's tournament one year later and got $4 million. That's 10% of what men get. That no bueno. Beef and cheese burrito, no beef. You just want cheese? Yes. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Big seminar coming up right around the corner. In fact, it's tomorrow. Essentially about 30 hours from now, 36 hours or so. It's going to be 630 to 830 in the Palo Alto at the Elk Lodge. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Um, S&P 500 jumps above 3,000. That's a big round number. And what does that mean? It absolutely means nothing. It's a big round number. Now, if you have all your money in the S&P 500, you'd say, well, it hit a big round number. Big round numbers are exactly that. Just big round numbers. Um, Don't get too caught up in it. How much are we up for the year? How much are we up in the last five years? What are the profit margins? What are the profits? What are the earnings after, before depreciation, amortization, and taxes? These are all things that kind of play into what you're thinking about in theory. You know you can buy the WWE. Do you know my son asked me to go to a wrestling event because he wants to see John Cena? 
He doesn't know why he wants to see John Cena. He wants to see John Cena. WWE is something you could buy and invest in. You got to look at everything in the world as things you can invest in and money and, and the, the business of everything that's in front of you had to come in a truck. Like, you have to see the world as money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can sign up for the event tomorrow night at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Use the code radio25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. The underwear gnomes is what I want to talk about because... If you ever watch South Park, they talk about a lot of social issues pretty quickly, whether it's the Kardashians, whether it's um, teaching schools, you get the idea, right? One of the ones they did was they satirized the common complaint that large corporations lack consciousness, conscious, and basically drive seemingly wholesome, smaller independent companies out of business. The underwear gnomes or the underpant gnomes was a whole issue where they're basically talking about business. You look at companies like Facebook and Google. And Facebook and Google have two video platforms where they're trying to get influencers. YouTube calls them influencers. Facebook calls them creators to create content that we watch and they can sell ads into. You wonder why companies like Facebook can have hundreds and thousands of dollars of profit per employee. It's because other people are doing the hard work and they're just kind of putting it all together, putting the puzzle together. That's one of the reasons. There's multiple reasons. But the underpants gnomes was fascinating because, you know, it talked about having a business plan. And the underpants gnome said, phase one, collect underpants. Phase two, phase three, profit. And that's kind of what's happening in corporate America at this point in time. If you want to get down and dirty and understand that large corporations lack scruples and drive seemingly wholesome smaller companies out of business. Um... It's the most fully developed defense of capitalism ever produced by the show. The episode challenged the stereotype that small businesses are public servants who truly care about their customers by portraying local business owner Mr. Tweak as greedier and having fewer scruples than the corporation he is challenging. The Underpants Gnomes and the business plan lacking a second stage. Collect Underpants. And then phase two, phase three, profit. Um, it's a lot of internet bubble companies. It's a lot of the... Uh, the unicorns we know that they can you know do the revenue and then you kind of skip something and then you kind of get to profit right one of the companies in the episode on a pants down was, was harbucks which is clearly starbucks right anyhow i'm kind of digressing a bit but i do want you to watch that episode if you get a chance to um youtube underpants gnomes or google it <laughs> i am sending money to youtube right what's wrong with me Nintendo unveiled a cheaper handheld console today called the $200... Well, it's not called the $200 Switch Lite, but it is the $200 Switch Lite. What's interesting about this is video games is big business. And when I was growing up, South Park wasn't around because it's only been around for 30 years. Or it feels like 30 years. Um, the other one, the, um, da, 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 the Simpsons has been around for 30 years. Um, but the Underpants or the South Park's been around for 20 plus years. We like cartoons in America. What's that tell you? Oh, uh, I want to see a cartoon. So Nintendo said it's going to launch a newer, smaller, and cheaper Switch console this year. It's going to be called the Switch Lite. What's interesting is, hey, didn't Microsoft just announce a new, more expensive Xbox? Didn't Sony just announce a new, more expensive um, uh, Sony PlayStation? 
and it plays into the Activisions and Electronic Arts. And didn't Electronic Arts just drop because uh, Epic Games and Fortnite's still doing well? Although there's been a big revival in Minecraft. Minecraft hours spent playing is starting to kind of creep back up to compete with Fortnite for a long time. In this corner, the champion Microsoft's Minecraft. Wait, wait, Microsoft owns Minecraft? What, what, what? Yeah, they bought it, and uh, smart. They say that playing Minecraft is like uh, digital Legos for kids, and I kind of agree with that. Uh, Adding Nintendo Switch Lite to the lineup gives gamers more color and price point options on the lower end. New consumers can now choose the system that best suits how they want to play the Nintendo Switch games. Switch Lite will come out September 20th. It'll be a big seller. It'll come out in yellow, gray, and turquoise. Um, Unlike its predecessor, Nintendo Switch, which was launched back in 2017 early 2017 uh like march like that's a weird time to launch a game console don't you usually launch them in august or september so they're ready for christmas uh-huh switch Lite's dedicated it's dedicated hand gaming console so it won't support a video connection televisions the earlier version did but again it's, it's a different price point nintendo's never tried to be the biggest baddest machine that's not their their, their goal their goal is to have the best most iconic games um, that are addictive I would love to see Nintendo acquired by Apple. It seems like both companies care a boatload about content and quality. Um, And some people are questioning whether Apple is losing their quality control. Nintendo's shares have risen about 40% this year. Now, you go to the bank and say, Mr. Bank, I want to get a 40% return on my cash. It ain't going to happen. You're smoking crack, they'll say. Get out of here. Crack is whack. You try to get your house that you just bought $4 million up to $1.4 million in one year. Good luck with that. You see the S&P 500 hit an all-time high. Happy days are here again. Yes, 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 yes. That's my Hunter Pence call out. Yes, yes, yes. Do we want to play one more game? Yes, yes, yes. I miss Hunter Pence. He was a, a fun guy to watch in the field. Kind of had that creepy, long, spidery leg movement thing going on. So, other stories of note today, and believe it or not, there are other stories. <laughs> you wouldn't know by listening to this show, though, would you? Um, Apple has been misunderstood by the streets. I'm tying Apple together with a Nintendo with the underpants gnomes. What a segment. Rosemont Securities downgraded Apple to sell from neutral on uh, Monday citing the iPhone XS as the world's worst-selling phone models in the company's history. And uh, not all analysts are bearish ahead of Apple's third-quarter report. I just kind of want to give kind of the other side. I know a lot of people own shares of Apple. I own shares of Apple. I'm not trying to pump and dump or anything like that. I've owned it for 10 years. Um, as of March 25th, Apple unveiled Apple TV+. Plus as well as Apple News, as well as Apple Arcade Gaming Services. I've seen some of the games that are coming to the gaming service. They're, I don't know if I'm going to pay a, a subscription fee, but there's a ton of them if you like playing games. And again, that goes back to the Nintendo Switch, right? They're not debuting till September, and we're probably in a bit of a lull right now after that announcement. But it's not like Samsung, who makes foldable phones that crack almost instantly, or Google, who gives up on tablets. Um, or Amazon, who's throwing everything against the you know the wall. Apple's got the watch and the AirPods. They're pretty solid as far as their ecology goes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'll talk about stocks. CFP Chad Burton will talk about retirement income and tax planning, Social Security, uh, 401ks in retirement, transitioning from wealth accumulation to wealth preservation. 
talking about long-term care. You can sign up for the event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge by going to Rob Black's show, Rob Black's show, and using code RADIO25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black. Talking about the strange, strange world we live in. Markets are at all-time highs. Happy days are here again. You should take a look at your 401k on occasion. You don't have to look at it every day. And it should be near an all-time high. It doesn't have to be at an all-time high because you might have some international markets in there. Or you might have some bonds in there. Or you might have some cash dividends that have been sitting in cash in there. But you should be close to an all-time high. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He's going to be at the big event Thursday evening at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. And nowhere else but Palo Alto. Chad, is that a fair statement if people will open up their statements or <laughs> open their statements? Who does that anymore? If anyone clicks on their links and looks at their financial institutions, they should see their 401k should be near an all-time high. Yeah, if you're not getting the paper statements, then you should be getting at least quarterly statements by email. And if you don't see it, check your spam folder. Uh, and Do you it's open a your great statements? time to look at it. Do you open your statements? You know, I, 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 I get the emails. So, you know, most okay. of what I have is... is uh, I, I try to save paper. This industry just is horrible on oh, yeah. paper with all of the prospectuses that's sent out and everything else. So I try to save paper. Is it a prospectus or prospecti or prospectus? Multiple? I guess it's prospecti. <laughs> I, <haven't>, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know either. We had that conversation last twenty-four years, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up, and I'll have the answer for you by tomorrow. Um, Big event coming up in Palo Alto. Give me a quick rundown of what you're going to be talking about tomorrow night. Got it. So this is, of of all of the events that we do, because we do the, you know, 10 pillars of retirement income planning, we do retirement income, and then this one is retirement income and tax strategy. So this is definitely the most technical class that I teach, because we really get specific. You really have to learn how this new tax code works in order to keep your rates low, because they're... Despite this SALT limitation, the, the state and local income tax limitation on the federal return, even in California, we can get taxes pretty low if you blend income the right way. Um, so we talk about how do you blend income sources to keep your tax rates low. I talk about how much does retirement truly cost, because who's right for this event? If you think you're within 10 years from retirement or you're in retirement already and you're trying to figure out you know, did I make the right decision? Do I still have enough despite low interest rates and everything else? This is the event for you. So how much does retirement cost? Uh, why timing the market matters in retirement? Not going in and out of cash, but you know, making sure that you have enough cash and income to live through market corrections. And then also I do some things like missed opportunities. Why you need to get together with your advisor, your CPAs, the end of the year. Not after the year is over, but say November, early December, and talk about some of the strategies that you can take advantage of. Some strategery, as George Bush would have said. I do miss him in some odd, goofy kind of way, how he would make up words. Um, big event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can easy parking, 630, 830. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, does retirement cost more or less these days? 
all things considered? Well, the, we're, we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in health costs. We used to you know, be pretty adamant on using, say, 6% inflation on health care costs, and we've kind of brought some of those costs down to five. Nursing homes, we still run. If we're doing a, a projection, a what-if scenario on a financial plan, which everybody should do, especially if they have the age difference in, uh, in a married couple, um, if we're saying, okay, let's, let's assume somebody goes into a nursing home at 75 for three to five years, what does that look like? How much is left over for the survivor? We're still you know, you know, using at least 5%. We'd always use 6 And other healthcare costs are typically at 5%. Um, but it, it really depends on how you want to live. I mean, most people that have a really good time spend a little bit more in the first five to 10 years of retirement, and then it slows down a little bit, and then their healthcare costs go up later. Um, so it's all relative to what your lifestyle is. Um, we're not seeing a lot of inflation on just everyday goods, right? Because we used to use, we used to use that example, Rob. How much, who, who's paid more for a DVD player this year than in previous years? And now we're like, nobody <laughs> has a DVD player. They, they have Netflix, right? So, or so, so streaming or Apple gone, and they buy it much, cloud. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it really depends on, on what you want your life to be like, and, and that really takes some planning. I mean, sometimes when people are getting ready to retire and they've been used to working 50, 60 hours a week, you, you almost need some therapy to say, what is going to get you out of it? What's going to be your daily routine? Because if you retire without a daily routine, stuff that you're passionate about, you're probably going to be a little bit miserable until you find your way. Finding your way. I like that. There's something about that in retirement planning that I kind of speaks to me um what about what do you mean by blending income because is that what what does that mean um well so if you luckily have different income sources where you have you know some you've invested outside a retirement account so you have some mutual funds or stocks from your your espp plan or whatever it may be um so when you sell those items you have some capital gain income and you have some dividend income so dividends from companies like apple and cisco and microsoft those dividends are qualified dividends. They run through the capital gains tax bracket. And anything that you've held over a year and you go to sell it and trim some of the gains, those run through the capital gains tax bracket. That's a very different bracket from ordinary income brackets that your IRA income will go through, any interest from cash in the bank will go through, um, you know, your taxable amount of your rental property, most people, 85% of their Social Security is taxable. So you have these two, these dueling tax brackets. And they can affect one another, but if you retire and you take one year, you might take some IRA income or do some IRA Roth conversions. The next year, you might sell a bunch of stock at capital gains bracket to create enough income to last another year or two. You can alternate income sources or blend them and keep rates really, really low. That's kind of nice to hear. Um, positive. Back to your first question, I just want to make a point. I paid more inefficiently in taxes last year than I ever have before, so I need to get on this stuff myself, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. What's the missed opportunity that you're going to cover this event? Because there's an, <laughs> there's a uh, Craigslist has a kind of a social thing called missed opportunities, where you see someone on a train and you're trying to find <laughs> them and you're trying to look for love. And There's some stuff on Craigslist you don't want to see, but that's a cute one. What does missed opportunity <laughs> mean for you? That. Yeah, do you? Well, I think we even made a movie on it. Yeah, and there's a—I can't remember that song. There's a whole song about a guy seeing a girl on a subway, right? And I should have smiled at her or something like that. The missed opportunities have to do with 
people all, almost always have room in existing tax brackets towards the end of the year where they could take yeah. some money out of their IRA, convert it to a Roth at the same bracket they're always going to be at. So that's one Roth conversions where you're shifting money from a fully taxable account to an account that's going to grow tax-free for the rest of your lives and the rest of your heirs' lives. Um, there's also other opportunities. Let's say you're over 70 and a half and you're gifting to charity and you have an IRA and you're doing all this other stuff. You could switch to that you're gifting your required minimum distributions to your favorite church or charity, which frees up and reduces a bunch of your taxes to do other things like Roth conversions. We also see a lot where people get worried about selling stock, Rob. They have too much stock in a certain company or a certain sector because they worked in that area, and they're always afraid to sell because they don't want to pay taxes. But the way the capital gains bracket works is you might have room in some instances to sell at a much lower rate than you think because of the way the capital gains brackets work. So I give pretty specific examples. It's hard to talk about it on air too much, but sure. really specific examples of how, um, you know, it, it's, it's every year you should be looking at rebalancing your portfolio and what are your tax strategies. It's more important in retirement than it is when you're building wealth and you're just buying stocks all the time. The most important thing is to continue to save, save, save when you're building wealth and buy assets. But it's a little bit more strategic, as you just said, um, once you get into retirement. Once that word gets into your head, you never will forget it. I promise. No, you I know. Strategery. Oh. Anyhow, anyway, Will big event. What Will Farrell's Bush oh, yeah. impressions are the best. Uh, yeah. You can probably still find it out there, too. Nice thing about YouTube. Uh, Google makes a ton of money off of people like me and you with our fond memories. Um, right. Big event Thursday night. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of downloadables when you're there. You can sign up for the downloadables, get all of them all at once. Um, and you can also sign up for the event, newfocusfinancial.com, Thursday, 630, 830 in Palo Alto. Now, let's talk about the new bill that passed the House regarding killing the stretch IRA. How is that going to change planning? And what was the stretch IRA? Sounds painful. Well, it's still there. So I, I rarely talk about stuff that hasn't passed fully through Congress. Because there's so many bills constantly going through, and I get questions on them, and then it's just worthless to kind of even research them until they've passed both the House and the Senate. But this one's making some pretty decent headway. And the, the issue here is that if you name beneficiaries correctly on your IRAs, you can, uh, you know, first of all, your spouse, if, if you pass away, your spouse has the option to keep it in an inherited IRA or roll it into their own IRA. But you could leave it to your kids or your grandkids, and they can roll it into an inherited IRA and continue the tax deferral over their entire lifetime. So that means that money stays deferred and the government has to wait for their taxes over multiple generations in some cases. And so what the IRS is trying to do to, to, to deal with that issue and the lack of income from you know, taxes on the IRA, what they're doing is trying to make it so that all of that money has to be taxed within 10 years. So that's a big issue. Um, first of all, it's going to put off your required minimum distributions potentially. Now, this again, this is not passed. So right now, you have to take money out of your IRAs and 401ks at 70 and a half, even though you don't want to. But it could push that time frame off to a later period, but kill the stretch IRA. And if that changes, the biggest issue is everybody having that has a large IRAs will have to redo their estate plan. So if it passes, I'll talk a lot about it on the show. 
and taxes are so individual, it's tough to pull off on radio, but it's great in person, and Chad will be there. Other financial planners from New Focus will be at the event Thursday night, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Go to newfocusfinancial.com right now. Sign up for the event. Use the code RADIO25. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. One area that I'm not a huge fan of, and maybe I should be, is people screaming boycotts. There's a big story out there today about Home Depot and one of the co-founders and how he is a Republican donor. And Democrats are screaming, boycott, boycott, Home Depot. He hasn't been with a company for 20 years or 15 years. I hate people who scream boycotts. I, I, I get it. Speak with your mouth. I get it. Put your money where your mouth is. I get it. But then I think, start thinking about the employees at Home Depot, and I go, ooh, that's not good. Because I know corporate America ain't going to, you know, if they lose sales, they fire people. President Trump took to Twitter on Tuesday night in support of Home Depot because it turns out this co-founder, Bernie Marcus, he plans to back Trump's re-election bid. He says he's a truly great, patriotic, and charitable man. He's 90 years old, and he deserves a little respect, my buddy. He said, they don't want people to shop at great stores, Trump tweeted, because Marcus contributed to your favorite president, me. I love people who refer to themselves in third person. That's awesome. But um, I think, long story short, obviously, the guy's worth $9.5 billion, and he can do whatever he wants with his money, in theory. I'm not a big fan of boycotting, you know, if it's going to hurt the average person versus hurt the nine and a half billion dollar man or five point nine billion dollar man. I am dyslexic today. Anyhow, I think you see where I'm going out with that. I hope you do. Um, and again, I could be wrong. I don't know. How do, you, how do you boycott a 90 year old man who's not at the company anymore? How do you protest it? Because he deserves a little respect, my buddy. Oh, getting old is no fun. I will say that again and again and again and again. That sound clip makes me so happy every time I hear it. Um, When I got into radio 20-plus years ago, I once said something that I never thought I would be that person, but I am. Old people hate paying taxes. And when I said it, I was so far away from being old, and now I'm so close to being old, that it's not, I'm not going to say the word alarming, but it's, it's on my head. I think that's fair to say. Um, and that's one of the things CFP Chad Burton is going to talk about at the big seminar. He's going to talk about um, taxes and Social Security. I got an email from Social Security this morning saying, hey, don't forget to review your Social Security statement at SSA.gov. I think everyone should. I think my, my, my board op should. He's worked in the system. He's paid into Social Security. He should see what he's on projection to get. And every four or five years, he should look again. And then once he gets to my age, he should start thinking, right now he's 25-ish. When he gets up 40, 45, 50, 55, 50, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, when he gets to 40, 40 to 45, 50, he should start looking at, I mean, he should really say, ah, I see how much I'm going to get in retirement. I know that I'm going to get this, and he's going to be sadly, sadly, or sorely, sorely disappointed, or sadly, sadly disappointed. I don't know how that works. Give me a break. Markets opened at an all-time high today. And again, it's like a, a bad 1970s song. At an all-time high. So, um, pulled off a little bit. Uh, Do we close at all-time highs? I don't care. Regardless, I'm at least 10 to 20 years away from retirement. 10 if I want to be aggressive. 20 if I want to be conservative. I think you should look at it that way. Um, I don't care that we're at all-time highs. I, I 
appreciate it, uh, but I don't really ultimately care. So it would be wrong of me to send the message that the markets go up seven out of 10 years and not say to myself, hey, I just said that. I need to live by that. You know, are we due for a 10% or 20% correction? You betcha. Could it be a 30% if it starts getting out of control? Yeah. So I wish I had some Minnesota in, in my background, but I don't, but I wish I did. Um, let's talk about the top stories of the day, shall we? The markets are responding to the Fed Chair Powell's prepared remarks to Congress. Investors expect Fed, the Fed to cut rates, as Mr. Powell says, that risk to weak inflation will, uh, will be more persistent than the Fed anticipates. Broad-based advance the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Everything's strong today except for utilities. Um, Federal Reserve Chairman did say something kind of interesting today about Facebook, you know, their cryptocurrency. It's not called the Cuba Libra, but I, I want to call it the Cuba Libra, which I think is a rum or something like that, a rum drink. Uh, but he says uh, Libra does raise serious concerns regarding privacy, financial stability, and money laundering. It also gives people who are in poor countries who have dictators who do crazy, stupid things to money. It gives them some security on their, their money, but I'm not 100% sure. We're still going to have to see how that plays out. Deutsche Bank um, is firing a lot of people. Wall Street loves it when people get fired. It's an odd thing to say, but the more I tell you these things, I think the, the better prepared you are. Amazon is gaining in deliveries at the post office's expense. I once made the mistake of, you know, everyone has an opinion of the post office and everyone has an opinion of the DMV and the employees that work there. Uh, movies have made them into literally sloths, three-toed sloth. Um, and that's not a fair statement, but it's kind of a cultural kind of bad assumption or kind of bad caricature. But Amazon Prime members can receive some packages in one day instead of two, and the expense is the U.S. Postal Service. So growth in volume of parcels delivered by the post office dropped from 21% in 2016 to 6% in 2018. Um, the post office is one of those companies that's, that's not set up correctly. Its, it's profits are not sent to the pensions correctly. So we're going to be hearing about that down the road again. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up Thursday. That's tomorrow, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto. I'm going to go over stocks. Chad's going to go over financial planning issues tied towards income and retirement. You need to have income more than Social Security. Otherwise, your, your retirement's going to be not no bueno. Um, beef and cheese burrito? No cheese? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find the event at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to sign in for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.